Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. We're here. It's Saturday night. You know what that means. It is time for Colliders to assemble. Rick Uccino, Iridian Fierro, Cresta D-Star here on a Saturday night to talk about the go-home edition of AEW Collision as tomorrow. What I mean, look at this. What We're about, my math is right here, 14 hours, 14 hours and counting from zero hour happening for all in Wembley Stadium, 80,000 plus supposed to be in attendance. Uh, we could talk about tomorrow's show. We could talk about uh, the unfortunate just series of events that has happened this week. I know that's still heavy on a lot of people's minds, myself included, obviously, here. Um, yeah, it, it's been a rough go, but we we are here. We are ready to talk about some wrestling. And, uh, ladies, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. I'm kind of leaning on y'all tonight because, like, like I did with SmackDown on another outlet last night, and, like, I hear, I'm, I'm here to meet my contractual obligations. I watch the shows, but I just haven't really been able to watch them you know what i'm saying like it's just hard to really still at this point kind of get into everything but guys get your your humper chats in your super chats in any comments questions concerns anything you want to talk about it's on the table tonight uh but uh ladies how you doing how you holding up this week iridian uh and trust both of you first off thanks for holding things down last week while i was on cincinnati reds coverage uh for 700 w in cincinnati i'm happy to be back with you guys tonight iridian how's it going it's going so good, and it is so nice to see your face again, Rick. You were missed last week, though Cresta and I held Don't it. Lie to me. We Two held women power trip, baby. We did it. We did the job. Um, our dad showed up. Uh, Sean was in here for like two minutes, and then he was out, and then we caused mayhem again, but I am doing good. Cresta, how are you today? I am doing quite all right, and I have a sports reference joke for Rick. And I feel very proud when I make sports jokes because I don't watch sports. sports. When, you, yep. when you said 
that you were here to fulfill your contractual obligations. It reminded uh-huh. me of, I think his name is Marshawn Lynch. I'm only yeah. here so I don't get fired. Get fined. Yeah. Captain Skittles. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't mean it in that sense. Like I just, you know. That's why I, it was a, but a, yeah, I probably should have taken the last two nights off, but I figured after I la- left this last week and then like two weeks ago, like I've been so off and on on this show. It's not how I really wanted to start it. I'm a guy who kind of prides myself on consistency and the fact that I missed so many in the first like two months of this program has, is, is eating at me. So I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk about uh, collision tonight. Again, guys, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in, and we will talk about them. Uh, every single one of them. Every single one. We'll read them before the end of the show. Our good buddy Drew is monitoring the chat tonight. So uh, hit us up. Super Chats, Humper Chats. We will get to them. Uh, Let's dive into it here tonight as we open up with Jack Perry. He comes down and he is basically holding a funeral for the FTW championship here as he is getting ready to retire it. Uh, He actually called himself the greatest FTW champion who ever lived. Begins a eulogy. He plays this this video montage, a bunch of shots of him with the FTW championship, which actually got me to laugh a little bit tonight. Um, as soon as that's done here, uh, Aridian, he looks like he's about to smash the title with a sledgehammer. Then the lights go out, and we get the return of Hook, who just absolutely, uh, by the way, looks shredded, looks great. Happy to see him back on the show. Uh, he, uh, he is back for some revenge. He suplexes Jack Perry through a table. Grabs the mic and uh, look, brevity is the soul of wit. And uh, Hook has got this thing down. He says Wembley Sunday slams the mic down, and we all know where things are going from here. Yeah, it, you know it was crazy that they announced a match tonight because I feel like tomorrow's card is already very full, um, and it's starting at noon. So I feel like we're going to get a couple good hours of wrestling. So to add another match on top of that, I'm like, okay. Very interesting, but something that uh, Hook said was like, you know, you can't get rid of the FTW championship. Like, I am the the title. I am the bloodline of that championship. So I was like, oh, my God, the references of the bloodline, the sledgehammer, <laughs> WWE, you know, like, I just, I thought it was a, a good segment. And I'm also excited for this feud because I do think that they are a really, really good matchup. So I'm excited for this one tomorrow. Yeah, this one's actually going to be, this is on the zero hour uh, is where this match was added to Cresta. So that gives us, I believe, two matches for zero hour. Um, and I think, what, we got nine or eight, eight or nine on the on the main card uh, at this point. So again, a stack show for all 80,000 people. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad this one is going to get some, some play here. I think it's nice for Hook to get a, a big one-on-one in front of 80,000. I mean, that's going to be the biggest match of his young career at this point the biggest crowd obviously heck it's going to be the biggest crowd for a lot of these people uh maybe almost everybody on the damn card if i'm being honest so uh with maybe the exception of sting i don't even know but um yeah this is going to be a nice a nice spotlight for him for jack for the ftw championship so I'm, I'm, i'm all for this and i thought this was a good segment tonight what about you i agree this new repackaging of jerk jack perry has been fantastic i like it um also want to give a shout out to the show not starting with the wrestlers cutting like the normal promo and then the music bumper. It just went right into the music bumper and started. This is cute. I Like you said, when he did the whole in the bikini bathtub with the FTW <laughs> champion, that was so silly. Not even a shot at Taz. This is what happens when you feud with Christian Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, all around it was really, really good. Um, 
Uh, I'm happy that that Hook is back. We got to see Hook a little bit later in that all-star eight-man tag. They got a lot of time tonight. Uh, but overall, th- I thought this was a really, really good start to the show. And then, you know, unfortunately, things just kind of kind of hit or miss tonight. Like, overall, guys. I mean, I again, good start to the show. I think tonight overall, and we'll get into it individually, I think both Eddie Kingston and Samoa Joe were highlights tonight in a show that was kind of lacking highlights like was it just me in the fact that i'm still you know in a in a way about certain things uh after this week or did y'all feel the same way about tonight if i'm being honest with you everything notwithstanding i expected a middle of the road borderline lackluster show because they're they left right after the show on dynamite if i'm not mistaken this was also taped on wednesday or thursday so i my expectations were low but ugh. I, I agree with you about eddie kingston because i love eddie kingston even the main event was kind of because i mean i love cm punk so seeing seeing him getting booed was kind of funny but also kind of not like come on he ain't do nothing today <laughs> what did you think Ridian, about the show oh man uh i was dming you guys i was like oh please i need this show to end i i just had a really tough time getting into it and i don't know if it was because like it seems that the timing was off like I know we'll talk about this a little bit later, but like the acclaimed had a music video in the middle of the show and we got just like a lot of promos. And I think the matches that we did get were super, super quick. And there was like two, maybe three really good matches, which was like the first one. And then, um, you know, Willow got a good time and then the main event got a good time. So I was just trying to figure out like, okay, I get it. We have a pay-per-view tomorrow. And there was just a lot of people who aren't on the AEW roster. So that also kind of took me out a little bit, but um, I just, I had a hard time getting used to the pacing of tonight and just, I don't know. I just get, I guess really just getting into it. Um, Break, how did, how did you feel? It just felt like a lot of filler tonight, Mm -hmm. right? Like it didn't feel like there was much of consequence. And again, I think a lot of it has to do, um, you know, my, my feelings about this week notwithstanding, but I feel like this was just I don't know, maintenance. Like, uh, okay, we need, we got two hours that we have to fill. We pre-taped this. Everybody's all, like, that. it feels like I'm trying to think of like the analogy here. It's like the last paper you had to do before spring break. Like you just kind of wanted to get it done before you got out the door. So you kind of rushed it together here a little bit and, and then like, just you know, ran out to the beach. You know, that's how I kind of feel. I feel like Tony kind of threw this show together last minute and then hopped on a jet to to London and said, screw it. All right. That's that's collision this week. We'll we'll get them all. We'll get them on Sunday afternoon. Like, that's what I feel like. Yeah. And you know that it's like a C paper that you're not really going to fail, but it's not your best work. So. Yeah, exactly. And, and at least I turned it in on time. So you can't be mad at me for that. I'll take the C. 65 yeah. is still passing. That's- like my entire college experience before I went to uh, broadcasting school. So, you know, that's just right. That's what, that's where I was. So he's get degrees. So our, our first match of the night, by the way, guys, get your, get your super chats in, get your humper chats. in. I see a lot of people talking in, in the chat and I, I do appreciate that. And there were, there's some that, uh, you know, I do agree with, but if you want them read on the show, we need the super chats. We need the humper chats. Those are how you get them read. Uh, live on the air tonight, like uh, our good buddy Doc said, too many squash matches, not enough women's matches. And that, again, yes, 
That's part of my issue is when you have a filler show and you still only get one women's match on the entire damn card tonight. Although we did get to see Chris Statlander. We did get to see Ruby Soho. So, uh, And there was a great video package for the women's title match tomorrow, which, by the way, there's still only one women's match on the card in Wembley, period. Disgusting. Because they put Chris and ruby on all out in chicago so again still work still progress that that needs to be made but our, our first match tonight was orange cassidy penta and eddie kingston they beat butcher blade and kip sabian and my heart breaks for kip sabian because i just really want more for that young man uh the finish saw orange cassidy run in and start just throwing haymakers and bashing everybody who wasn't on his team that allows eddie to slide in with the lariat get the pinfall on kip sabian to pick up the win I thought the match was pretty good for for what it was. Um, hard to kind of get into it when it was clearly this was just a warm up match uh, for the gentlemen who are actually involved in Stadium Stampede tomorrow, which is one of the matches I'm desperately looking forward to. I think Eddie Kingston, pun intended, is going to be a madman tomorrow. Uh, Arini, what do you think of the opening match? The match itself, before we get into the the meat of things, where where Eddie really shines tonight. Yeah, well, I just had a problem because you didn't even give Butcher and the Blade or Kip an entrance. Very that. They were already in the ring, and I'm just like, guys, we didn't get the beginner promos at the at the show, which I I missed. Um, and then we went just straight into this, and you gave Orange Penta and Eddie an entrance, but then you didn't really showcase their opponents, who are also really big factors in AEW in general. So if you're really trying to make up Kip and you know Butcher and the Blade. I don't think this was a really good showcase of them. Um, like you said, Rick, it did feel just very much like a warm up for Orange, Penta, and Eddie, which is unfortunate mm-hmm. um, because, you know, these are all guys who can really go and just really, you know, are good wrestlers. Um, you know, we had Penelope ringside and then we had Alex ringside and they did play a factor, but I thought this match was good for uh, being just the intro match. I thought it was all right. Um, Cresta, what did you think? The best part about that match is when the two meaty men got in the ring and began to slap meat. Um, I enjoy special. the Biggie special, baby. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy Eddie Kingston. I like that he came out with his belt, but I agree with you. We had a promo for MJF and Adam Cole right before that, and that's when y'all played their intro. How many times have we seen that same promo? Like you said, put a little bit of respect on there let let me at least think they might do something let me at least think this was set up to be a squish squash from the beginning but anytime eddie kingston's on my screen i'm happy so 10 out of 10 in the tokyo dome no further questions (laughs) after the match trent gets on the mic and says the blackpool combat club we're gonna get their asses kicked at stadium stampede they're gonna do it for sue damn it they're gonna do it for sue and they're gonna do it for the van and then we get Blackpool Combat Club posted up on the big screen there. Hey, look up here, guys. And then there's Santana and Ortiz. Santana starts first, says uh, he went through uh, a year of pain, a year of hell as he recovered from injury, and also a year of learning who's real and who's not. And then the thing that I loved about this is the second that Claudio starts talking, Eddie is gone. He don't want to hear it. He ain't here for it. He don't give an F what that what the big Swiss man has to say. He is running down the ramp. He is grabbing a chair. He is heading to the back, and he is ready to whoop some ass. And Claudio just keeps talking, right? Because Claudio can't see what's actually going on in the ring at this point. 
Claudio brings up the fact that every single one of those guys that are there out there in front of him right now were actually on Eddie's team a year ago at Blood and Guts 2. And he starts talking about, hey, look, you turned your back on all of them. I wouldn't be surprised if we're here for a year from now and everybody who's on your side in the ring right now is going to be. You, this is a constant cycle with you, Eddie. It's always about you. You are the problem. You are the hypocrite. And that that's it. They're, they're done. And by the time Eddie gets to the back, they have left. So Eddie was a little late. Then Eddie just straight up accosts the cameraman, like trying to like grab this man and shake him for information. Like you just shot them where the hell they go. How you not know where they're going to go. And then he finally reserves himself to grab the camera and cuts one of uh, arguably, like I said, there were some highlights tonight, arguably my favorite Eddie Kingston promo of all time where he's just looking in the camera like if i just like if i could just pull my webcam close he pulls it in he says i'm not surprised that santana or ortiz turned but that's not going to stop him from gutting them and leaving laying leaving them laying in the ring he tells john basically pleads with john to get out of his way he's got a beautiful wife a beautiful daughter do not get in my way I don't want to hurt you. He promises to bury Wheeler Yuta. And then he gets really close and personal up against the ring and says, Claudio, you're my sweetheart. I'm saving you for last. I'm going to burn you and make sure you are scarred forever. And then he kisses the camera. Uh, a John Moxley special there. Um, this was... Man, this was art. Iridian, uh, I loved every second of this from Eddie Kingston. That's an effing wrestling promo. That was a highlight tonight for me, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Eddie Kingston is a highlight every single time he's on the screen. That man can just do no wrong. His promos are iconic. Just every everything that he does, I'm a huge fan of Eddie Kingston, so I, I was here for it. But that promo, that moment where he held on to the camera, brought it to his face, kissed it, and then let it go was just so beautiful. I know that that footage is just going to get passed around Twitter like nobody's <laughs> business. I know that's going to be circulating. Um, what a fantastic promo. I'm very, very excited. This stadium stampede is going to be such a mess. And I'm absolutely oh. here for it because I love the Blackpool Combat Club, but Eddie Kingston is just something else. You know, him and Claudio's history is something that just can't be denied. So I am very, very excited for this. Cresta, are you as excited for this as I am? Because I feel like we are. We're on the same page. We are definitely on the same page. Now, before I start my love letter to Eddie Kingston, let me tell you other things that I like in this. I'm very happy that best friends are getting a main spot like Sunshine because oh, I've, yeah. I've always felt that them and the Dark Order in the confines of AEW kind of get the short end of the stick and they've been there since the beginning. So I'm very happy for this. I say this every time Eddie Kingston's on my... Does he know wrestling's fake? I don't want to know the answer, okay? I don't want to know the answer. I don't want to know the answer because I'm thoroughly sports entertained. That was some American psycho when he said, you are my baby doll. I'm going to get you last. I'm like, oof. If you weren't crazy, hey. <laughs> like, how are you? Hi. <laughs> this match is going to be a mess. Mm -hmm. And part of me is excited, but the other part of me is like, this is going to be bloody. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, no. They're, they're going to put on a, they're going to put on a show. Uh, for sure, for the 
you know, 80,000 plus people like that. Mm -hmm. That's going to be absolutely insane. And just trying to think about where these guys are going to go uh, and what just anything and everything that they can do inside of Wembley. And then on top of that, it, this is so personal on so many levels. And I do love the nuanced storytelling involved with Eddie, where he has like varying levels of beef with each of these guys to where he's like, Yuda, all right, you're a pain in my ass. I'm going to, I'm going to kill you quickly and I'm going to bury you. Uh, you know, Santana and Ortiz, whatever. I don't really, I don't really care that much. Not that big a deal. I'll gut you and leave you land, whatever. No sweat off my back, but it's that hatred for Claudio. And the fact that he is desperately trying to cling on to some form of friendship with John Moxley to the point where he says, I don't want to hurt you, but I will like, Get out of my way, Iridian, is not him saying, I'm not going to touch John Moxley. But if you do, if you stop me from getting to Claudio, I'm going to whoop your ass. And that's a moment in Stadium Stampede I really want, is where Eddie is going as a beeline for Claudio, and John actually gets in his way. That's what I'm looking forward to most tomorrow, and see what Eddie does when John does get in his way, because John don't listen to nobody. We know this. Yeah. And you know what? This friendship is not friendshipping at the moment, but that's okay. I feel like it's just a hurdle. We can all get over it. But man, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, we've seen them in the ring before, kind of like, you know, try to stop one another. And, you know, he's really, John Moxley has really interfered between them, you know, really fighting him and, and Claudio. So I just know that with all of this mayhem and now with Santana and Ortiz in the picture, it's just going to be so bloody. I need to mentally prepare myself in the couple hours that we have before this pay-per-view starts. I need yeah. to mentally be in the headspace for a lot of blood, possibly more fire. Who knows? Eddie Kingston walked out with gasoline last time. So that's what I'm expecting. Times 10. Yeah. Not the pizza cutter. <laughs> God, he walked out with a can of gas, just bleeding like, like it. Like it was at the end of Halloween and he was he like he knows the only way he's surviving is if he blows up Michael Myers. Like that's what Eddie Kingston looked like the last time. Yeah. Maybe they actually do blow up Michael Myers this time. Maybe maybe we finally get that explosion we were supposed to get in the barbed wire match, right? Like oh, maybe that's what Oh my god. <laughs> I had pushed that so far out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Crested, there are just some things you don't forget. Uh, Drew with a super chat saying, Eddie Kingston should do a one-man show like Undertaker, and I will go to every single one. Yeah. Every yes. single one, he says. We appreciate the super chat. Make sure to get your super chats and get your humper chats in. Uh, that's the way to get a part of the show. We'll answer any questions, comments. If you got any, you know, anything you want to talk about, Fam favorite Bray Wyatt memories, we'll talk about anything tonight. We really will. Um, after this was over, we get a hype video for FTR and the Young Bucks. This is another one of these matches that uh, I'm really looking forward to. And it, it, this is a one of those things already where they kind of another where they highlighted the past where, you know, so much of this card, like one of the biggest criticisms of this card is how it was kind of thrown together last minute. But so many of these feuds do have a lot of history built into them. And just for the simple fact that, you know, FTR was started by Cody and the Young Bucks, you know, back on, you know, BTE you know, a long time ago. These are things that have started a long time ago and are now finally culminating here at uh, at All In. So this was another one. I did like the video package tonight. Yeah. And you know what? It's nice to see that some of these pay-per-view matches do have 
rich history. You know, FTR and the Young Bucks, this is going to be their third match. And the third one is usually the best out of the three. So I don't know what's going to happen between these two teams. But yeah, I really like this video package. Uh, FTR was talking about how you know, when they were in the indies, they were really trying to make a name for themselves. And then they came to AEW right after they felt like they really needed to prove themselves when the Young Bucks were being called like the best in the world. So they're like, all right, let's go to AEW and we'll really see who is the best tag team in the world. So I guess we're going to find out tomorrow. I don't know. Um, I think it's going to be the Young Bucks, though, but I, I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe I'm just a little biased because I like the Young Bucks a little bit more. Uh, but Cresta, do you have a favorite going into tomorrow? I think... And y'all don't yell at me because I'm oh, sensitive yeah. and I'll cry. But I like the ah! Bucks. But <laughs> you got me, gal. You got me. <laughs> I do like the Young Bucks, but I like FTR more. And I think in a wrestling match, FTR got it. In a sports entertainment match, the Young Bucks got it every time. But that's the beauty of it. It's a clash of styles. And just because Young Bucks may be more sports entertaining doesn't mean they don't give it up in the ring. I did. The last time I remember FTR trying to be sports entertaining was Usi Hot, and I never want to see that again. Nothing. Mm. I never want to see that again. Damn, you want to talk about stuff I had, like, blank <laughs> from my memory. Now, it's 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1 one, one now. Right. Well played, Jesus. sir. <laughs> but like, oh. I, I, I don't know. I like it. And in, in, in a perfect world, 2023 has taken so much from me. Has taken so much from me. But in a perfect world, we would have had the Bucks, Briscoe, FTR in a in a match. Uh, sorry, but I, I hope FTR wins. I don't know how else how else it goes. How I, they could fight forever, honestly. They they could really fight forever, and I'm not gonna be mad if they win this one. Okay, if they lose this one, they're gonna run it back. That's how I feel. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I bet the house on Young Bucks. I'm thinking yeah. the Bucks too. It makes sense business wise or whatever. But I'm an FTR stand, so you know. No, I get it. There's just a lot of questions with FTR, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, yes. but regardless, over or under a half hour for this one, I I, I would bet the over on this one too. Man, I feel I like say about probably, a half. Yeah, maybe forty-five minutes. Yeah, about that. This this is Tony Khan's dream right here, right? Because he can he can put on a six-hour show, and it'll only be six p.m. here in the United States, like at the at the least. So he ain't gonna have people bitching that you know they were they were staying up too late. Like it's it perfect. might be an eight-hour show. Who knows? He might just go to midnight anyway and just you know, show us <laughs> how crazy say, he actually is. Don't like UK fans sit in like soccer stadiums for like hours at a time. This is light. This is light. I mean, these, <laughs> these, these wrestling fans stay up to like 4 a.m. and watch like SmackDown every Friday anyway, don't they? You know, how long this? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Crestor, your boys, the Dark Order, got a win tonight over Action Andretti and Darius Martin, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver out there. And we immediately get some Johnny Hungy chants, which always brings a smile to my face. I do love Cresta, though. Not only do I like, you know, Dark Order, but just the, the chemistry that they have with one another and that, like, combo that they do to get into the double jackknife is so smooth and so slick, and it never ceases to impress me when they pull it off. They looked hungry. They looked rejuvenated tonight. Hopefully it's the start of something. Literally anything. Literally yeah. anything. Uh, for the uh, remains, what remains of the uh, Dark Order, because I feel like they've lost so much over the last few years here. So uh, it'd be nice for this to be a kind of catalyst for them. No, I totally agree. 
I really want Dark Order to do something. Again, talking about people who have been here from the beginning. Also, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I went to the bathroom and came back and this match was over. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know what happened. They did their entrances. I came back and they were like in the ring doing this. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I have seen this before. I will always be high on Dark Order. What do we do next? I don't want them to win this week and then next week because they got to face Orange Cassidy or the Young Bucks, they're losing. Like, <clears throat> sorry, be consistent. I want more for the Dark Order. I think they can be great if you put the effort and time into the storyline. But it don't seem that y'all are doing that. And Evil Uno is a madman, so I don't understand why we're not doing anything with them. Maybe they're doing stuff in ROH, and I just don't watch. But it would be nice if they actually had a run in AEW, where they originally started, in my opinion. Uh, it, it would be... Man, could you do them and as, as the next up for the trios championships? Whoever walks away, whether it's House of Black or, or the Acclaimed, you know, with, with those belts, could that be next in line for Dark Order? If, let's just say House of Black retains, um, could that be next? Why not? Why not? Why not, Iridian? Answer the question. I am right there with the both of you. I wrote uh, that the Dark Order is so great. The chemistry between Alex and John is just chef's kiss it really is mm -hmm. and i always want more for the dark order like you guys said they have been there since day one and i feel like at this point in their aw careers i thought that they would have had more than they do right now yeah i like watching them on bte but people don't watch bte people don't go on youtube and even know that they're on there so if they aren't watching them on youtube and they're not really being showcased on television then what are you really doing with the dark order i think you're missing out on opportunities for them to have a really really great championship reign them mm -hmm. as trios champions would be fantastic because they have a finisher that is just so great i've never seen anything mm -hmm. like it where they hang up their opponent like in a in a t and then you know evil luno comes and you know spins them around it's fantastic it's really just visually great and i think that you are really missing out on a team like the dark order because they've had some really really fantastic matches great feuds mm -hmm. and there's just so many other teams that you can put them with even just singles matches um it's just an unfortunate situation that they have been put in just not being featured and they can really shine which is unfortunate but i just want more for the dark order always put the trios titles on them and then they can fight uh adam page and the young bucks right I'm going to take y'all comments even one step further. Everybody loves the acclaimed, right? You got this daddy-ass comeback story. Let them win the trio's title and let Dark Order beat the out of them for it and really <laughs> turn them heel for it. You would give momentum to both teams because no one would expect that from the Dark Order. Everybody loves the acclaimed. And if you leave the acclaimed bloody, it would be like, Yo, the Dark Order, you're wilding right now. I think would send them into the next chapter. So anybody else who they go against in the trios, let's say House of Black wants to do a run it back with them. It's not a joke. It's not a foregone conclusion. I like both of those ideas. Let's marry them together. Everybody, to me, everybody looks better for it. Because again, everybody loves the acclaimed. I didn't like that music video, but everybody <laughs> loves the acclaimed. So if they get beat the up by Dark Order... Yeah, I would be cool. Look, look at Cresta wanting to turn the trios titles into the TNT championship. Like, look, look oh, at them. Wow, 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 wow. I'm trying to, to play hot potato. No, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. Listen, there's a million titles in there. So who's is it my fault that I'm trying to book them? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. I didn't I didn't do this. I'm trying to help. You said I just work here. 
we, we all trying to help. We all trying to help. After the uh, Dark Order's win, we see AR Fox or a, a replay of AR Fox offering an olive branch uh, to both Nick Wayne and uh, Darby Allen after uh, he got booted out of the Mogul Embassy this week for losing to Nick Wayne. Uh, and Nick just effed off, said, nah, bro, we, I, I ain't about this right now. Although Darby does accept uh, his apology. Uh, this was, man, this was really weird, but I do believe it was Sean who reported on Fightful Select. By the way, uh, just $5 for Fightful Select. It's the best $5 you're going to spend, and you get all of Sean's really, really great work. Uh, first, right there in your inbox, I, I always get excited when I see a Fightful email, and I'm like, ooh, what does Sean have for me today? Uh, so make sure to check that out. But I do believe it was Sean uh, who reported that AR Fox could not make the trip to uh the uk to take part in this match in wembley so they had to go with uh some really really weird booking but you know what um ar fox may have been in the mogul embassy and now he's out of it and now he's buddy buddy with with uh with darby allen again maybe not nick wayne but there's kind of again some nuanced storytelling there and iridian i i don't hate christian cage i kind of feel like that's that's an upgrade in this match no no disrespect to to ar fox this would have been a great showcase for him because he's great but from a star power potential right putting christian cage on this show is an upgrade just it, it just is it is what it is and you know what we love christian cage no matter what he does he is the greatest father in wrestling right the greatest champion right now in wrestling um <laughs> we love christian cage as much as christian cage loves reburying your dead dad that's what we love mm. Cage says your dad is dead <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like hold on let me let me get my notes uh -oh. he's gonna be cutting a dead dad promo on ar fox tonight because that or uh next because ar fox uh that was one of his lines like like i lost my dad too and you could just yeah. hear you could just you could just see christian cage going what now christian was Did in the say? back Let's like <laughs> Let's talk about this AR Fox apology. I wasn't buying it. I was like, sir, you lost the match and they kicked you out. So now you're sorry. Mm -mm, not oh, me. yeah, yeah. Not that, me. That's totally the vibes I got on that, too. It's like, crap, I effed up. Now I got nobody. Yep. What can I say to this man that will make him accept me again? And you know what? Good on Nick Wayne, because Nick Wayne, Crest, has got a good BS meter. Yeah, I mean... I low-key wanted to believe it. Sometimes when you don't got nothing, that's when you see everything clearly. I would have been able to forgive that. However, you wore that biohazard t-shirt for like three weeks, okay? We all could have got uh, something really biohazardly to us. You wore that same shirt. That was disgusting. I can't accept that. That's nasty. Take a shower. Wash that t-shirt and throw it away. <laughs> all right, Cresta, why did you hate the acclaimed music video tonight? Hmm. You know, Rick, I'm going to answer that with a statement that okay. my mom told me. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So, Yeah, but we're also a show that, you know, we, we're, we're supposed to analyze things and give constructive <laughs> criticism, Cresta. So what, what is your constructive, constructive criticism? I don't think this is constructive. <laughs> okay. I like the acclaim. Rappers, they are not. <laughs> I... I I, come on now. It wasn't for me. Let's, let's put it like that. I, I can see why it works. But every time they do a rap video, unless it's like, yuck, yuck. And even then, I'm just trying to force it. I'm not a fan of the rapping gimmick. I, I'm not a fan of almost any wrestling rapper gimmick. So that's maybe on me. Maybe that's on me. So, Possibly. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. 
I'll say this much because there were parts of it that I did like. And as an 80s action nerd, when they did the whole and I don't even know if you all picked up on it when they did the uh, Predator uh, homage at the beginning of it, where they walk in and go, Billy, you son of a bitch. That was a, a callback to Predator, uh, even though they got the characters mixed up. Really, the line in the movie is Dylan, you son of a bitch. But there was a guy named Billy in the movie, so I'll let it slide. Anyway, uh, I liked that. There were some really good. I, I actually liked the chorus, right, with the whole bringing back the badass Billy Gunn angle to this. But Iridian, like, seriously, I get the story. I get what they're doing here. To me, though. This thing felt like it went on for three and a half minutes and it could have been 60 seconds. And I think it would have accomplished the same thing and it would have been much more effective. Absolutely. I feel like it was the extended version and we, we didn't need it, honestly. Um, no shade. Filler. Filler. No, it no, was filler. No shade to the acclaimed, but I don't remember what they said uh, at all. Max Caster. We could have put on a women's match. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Literally, I bet you there was people backstage and they were just chilling, having a good old time, and they could have been having a great old time in the ring. Um, I wrote down the acclaimed music video, interesting choice. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Not choices. <laughs> I said interesting choice just to be played there. So uh, that's all I got for it. It did feel three times longer than the women's title hype package that we got afterwards, which was really good, by the way. So even when it comes to hype packages by the way, because this is what this was. This was a hype package slash promo for this trios match that we're getting. And even that was three times longer than the fatal four way for the AEW women's championship match that we're also getting on this same show. Regardless, I did like it. Uh, we do have a super chat here from AT saying love AEW, but one women's match on all in is crazy he says now we did also hear from nice. mm -hmm. we did also hear from ruby soho tonight she challenged chris statlander to a match and you're thinking okay maybe we'll get two maybe they'll put it on all in you know we'll get the tbs championship match on there because i guarantee to you if jade cargill was still the tbs champion she would be defending that title at all Come in and now. i guarantee to you she would be and that's one of my issues is it feels like the TBS championship has really fallen off through no fault of her own, by the way, since it got put on for Statlander, because I feel like whoever's booking the women's division doesn't feel obligated to put the TBS championship on television because it is no longer on Jade Cargill. At least that's how I feel about it, judging the booking. And then, yeah, we get we get one women's match, period. Now. Devil's advocate here already. And as we get a run in, we, we got the run in here. Devil's advocate. Jamie haters hurt. There were some other injuries. Um, you know, a, a lot of things could have made a play into plans that Tony Khan had for the show. Maybe we would have had more than one women's match on this card. Uh, if some of those injuries don't happen. Um, but where we are now, it's still kind of status quo. It's the same old, same old. It feels like the women constantly get a backseat here. Very sucky. Uh, that's what it feels like, especially uh, even kind of like a slap in the face, because then you have people who are even on twice during that pay-per-view. MJF and Adam Cole are on twice. That's a fact. And you're telling me you couldn't get Mercedes. You couldn't get Willow. You couldn't get Sky Blue, Penelope, the bunny. There's literally all these women backstage and you couldn't add another women's match. Um, it's just makes us feel like an afterthought 
It's like, we're not prioritized. It's like, okay, yeah, I gave you a fatal four way. So you should be happy that you should be content. And I feel like it's not fair. It's not fair at all. Um, like I said, again, when you have Max and Adam Cole fighting twice in one pay-per-view, and I bet you those, like that main event, one being the main event and then even the pre-show. So it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And look, and Cresta, I can take a, like, I can sit here and I can nitpick and I can give a reason for why Max and Adam are on this show twice. Right. It, because it one, it is a callback for MJF opening up all in on the first one and now he's opening it up again and it's you know a, a stage setter for the main event i can sit here and run down again like i said uh jamie hater being hurt there's all these little things that come into play and that that would be what the defense is is going to be so i can play devil's advocate and be on both sides of it but the matter of the fact is it always seems to be something and when this always ends up being the case you're going to be upsetting these people who want to see more opportunities for the women. Why can't you find a, a spot for Willow Nightingale on this, on this card? That is something that's beyond me. Cause the, I don't even think that, like you said, the TF, TBS title is not on there. Willow Nightingale just won the Brett. I mean, the Owen Hart tournament. She just won that. She's not on there. I think that when you don't have storylines or when you don't necessarily put the effort in, even on your lowest level, it's reflected in cases like this. I am biased because I feel like I'm treated to superb women's wrestling, the best uh, representation of it from Impact Wrestling. And maybe y'all could learn a thing or two. You literally had Madison Rain go over there for that please utilize this woman. There are interesting matches. And even if they're not interesting, even if they have no storyline, I know that there are women in there who have the stones to put on just a random 30-minute classic. You've got Serena Deebs on your roster. You've got Hikaru Shida's. Hell, even bring in Athena. You've got the ROH. There are things Athena should be on this do. card for sure. I agree with that. Like, there are things you can do, but it's frustrating when you're like, I want to root for you so bad, but Monday... No, I'm sorry, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, you guys can only find 20 minutes total for women. Like, come on now. Like, you, you bringing that up after they main evented Death Before Dishonor, I would have been building to Athena Willow rematch at Wembley all in. Like, that I agree with that. Fourth, that would have been a priority for me to put that match on an even bigger stage in front of 80,000 people and showcase Willow Nightingale and showcase Athena, who for my money is a top five women's performer period. Yes. Professional wrestling. Like, I mean, damn, like. Mm, so good. It, it's so good and underrated in my opinion, bro. Yeah. It's it, she's constantly been anyway. It, it, it's frustrating and I get it. And I understand that people are upset about it. And I look, judging by the people in the chat. Yeah. That I've seen anyway. Yes, the people are going to be frustrated about it, and I'm sure Tony Khan is going to continue to hear about it. But again, Tony Khan also has a pay-per-view he has to book in Chicago a week later based off of how he set this up. So he's going to put Chris and Ruby on that show instead of All In. I get it, but it would be nice. It would be nice to see. I'll take All In as show. an apology. We'll have all women's matches and one man's match. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> and that one man matches CM Punk, so get out of here. <laughs> Let, let's jump around here for a second since we're we're talking about her. Uh, Willow Nightingale versus Robin Ronig uh, Robin Renegade, excuse me. Um, Willow gets a win. 
They're very important. I liked this match tonight. They actually gave them some time. It wasn't a squash match. And Iridian, they gave Robin some time to cook here a little bit. Uh, hasn't always been the case when the Renegade Twins have been on, whether it's Rampage or Collision or wherever they've been on. They don't get a whole lot of time to show what they can do. I'm happy that Robin got that opportunity tonight because I thought she delivered. I'm ready for the Renegade Twins. I don't know if everyone else is, but I am. And I feel like they just need to be Boom, into stardom real quick. I think they have the potential. I'm glad that Willow really got some time this week um, because every other match, like I said, there was like two or three matches that got like an okay amount of time. And this was one of them out of, I don't know how many matches we got, but we'll get to it. Um, Willow, fantastic. Can do no wrong. She's amazing. And I'm really, really glad that she has continued to be showcased in Collision because I feel like her and Ricky are like top, stars for aw collision right now and we need to be seeing more of her robin good for you girl you did the thing today i'm i'm proud of you i'll see you next week hopefully yeah i'm i'm genuinely surprised because unless i miss something they're not signed to a full-time contract with aew they have not been signed by and maybe you know the endeavor deal has something to do with it but i feel like they should be signed by mm -hmm. some major company whether it's impact whoever the heck it is to a full-time deal i'm stunned it has not happened yet cresta yeah, like this is my first time seeing Robin Renegade wrestle for real. And that missile drop kick she got on Willow from the top rope was clean. That was yeah, straight. And I agree. If they went to someplace like an impact, I could see them being knockouts contenders. If they actually had a tag team division in, a in AEW, you know, that'd be cute. But every time I hear about the Renegades, it's them doing twin magic, even though they're not. They don't look exactly they, alike. They, <laughs> it's like, girl, come hey, on Br now. Bree and Nikki didn't either. All right, I could always tell them apart. Okay, they okay. did, but they didn't. It's like, <laughs> it's like it was close enough, right? I feel like the Renegade Twins, you can kind of be like, okay, that's not the same. Yeah, that's, def that's definitely the the Bella Twins were close enough where you could be like, enough. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe from the behind, I didn't know, but these two are very different. Like one's taller, one's like. It's like if Big E and Xavier Woods trying to do twin magic, you'd have to squint your eyes and be real drunk and be like, I think, nah, I can't be. That can't be. <laughs> uh guys make sure to get your super chats in and your humper chats in that's how to guarantee that you're gonna get your comment read on the show tonight i am gonna pull uh one here from jason who says i want thunder rosa and the renegades to be in a group uh i would, hate I that. would, not, I would not be mad at that you i know thunder rosa's like getting ready to come back that she's at least you know training at this point uh from the last eyes update i saw on her heck she could even manage renegades until she's actually ready to get back in the ring like Since we're just giving away managers licenses this right <laughs> have her apply get her on the show good to go she found the rosa she don't need to apply she's going to a tony khan mm. <laughs> <laughs> give me the damn thing or you know what like as soon as now here's what you do as soon uh -oh. as ricky's suspension is up he just passes her in the hallway and tosses it to her. Like, that's all. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> don't, don't tell him it's not from you <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're just, we're just giving away gold here on the uh, post show. While you guys are at it, by the way, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. Yes. Uh, the guarantee the way to get the, your comment right on the air, but also give us a thumbs up here, you know, give us a, a smiley face emoji or something. Engage with the video in some way, shape or form uh, to, uh, you know, help boost our audience. It, it really helps anytime you'd be surprised, right? How much that little thumbs up just a click Got 316 people in here. If everybody just hit thumbs up right now, that would really drive up our audience, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, and by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Fightful YouTube video, 
hit that subscribe button uh, while you're at it. Let's jump back here to Big Bill. We were talking about Ricky Starks and his managerial license. Uh, Big Bill defeats uh, Vary Morales tonight in very, very short order. This man was just tossing around another human being like a sack of potatoes. He picked up this poor man who looked like he was all three foot five in this match. He picked him up with all the ease of me grabbing my two-year-old to take him for a diaper change. Like, it was that easy for him to just parade him around for this chokeslam. Big Bill is a menace, and I love him for it. This was uh, one of those big mismatches that's just fun to watch for all the wrong, <laughs> wrong reasons. And then Ricky, like I said, there were highlights tonight. Ricky just gets up there with his belt and just whips this man and says, ah, you know what? Nah, nah, Riddy, and this ain't good enough. I'm going to bring back a bigger strap next week, and I'm going to whoop your ass again. Ricky is ready with the threats, okay? And if one thing he's going to do, he's definitely going to keep his promises. So I fully expect him to come out next week with just, like, a giant belt from where, I don't know, it's probably going to be Louis. Good for him. Um, oh this match was crazy. It was super quick. and. Uh, very body morales um man i i don't know this was just too quick feel for you guy too quick so sad and um yeah i don't really have much to say about this because literally that's like five seconds it was done uh cresta i i really want ricky starks to come out with a cody rhodes weight belt next week <laughs> adrenaline <laughs> in this hole <laughs> can, can that happen can we do that will they do that they would have is that, to be is like, that legal like what iridian said it'd have to be like a louis weight belt that has to say starts and right when he goes to give it to him, he's say, like, give it to him give, give ricky his own version of the american nightmare weight belt like his own bedazzled weight belt like that's what ricky should do in this situation that's knowing how close ricky is with cody like we all remember Royal Rumble Gate where he was caught backstage on, on security oh, camera because yeah. somebody had to leak that out to TMZ or some shit, right, to make a quick buck. That's what I want. I want a Ricky Starks, Cody Rhodes-esque weight belt for him to come out and, and whip poor uh, Mr. Barry Morales with that next week. What if he comes out with one of those tuxedo bands, but it's actually like a belt that he can wrap mm -hmm. around his waist like eight times? Just like, whoosh, and it's like a belt. <laughs> I'm overbooking it. <laughs> Hey, I don't care. We're giving away gold tonight. Uh, I, I, I don't care. Listen, so. all you have to do is send us a small payment, Mr. Khan, of $444,444 for me and my compatriots here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll sign on that. Yeah, that's 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 for sure. Uh, speaking of entertaining squashes, we got Keith Lee making his collision debut tonight. And Mr. Ziggy Dice, um, entertaining as he is, uh, th this man got splattered like a bug on a windshield tonight um again this felt like nothing but filler uh it was nice to see keith lee on the show because i know there was some confusion and there were some rumors surrounding him again sean reported just miscommunication when he walked out because he was supposed to be on uh, rampage or collision last week and it didn't happen because no one told him that he was scheduled for that so he left thinking he had the night off uh again sean bringing in the facts and the and the scoops so uh Again, that's why you should subscribe to, to Fightful Select for just $5 a month. Um, Iridian, what did you think of the performance of Mr. Keith Lee and Mr. Uh, Ziggy Dice tonight? Uh, you know what? I think it's nice that we got to see some local talent. Oh, we got like three people. Not local talent, Whoa. Ziggy Dice. No shade. No shade to anybody. 
But I'm just like, okay, we are filling up space here. We are like, what are we doing? Also, it was like less than a minute, minute and a half. So I... There there was more like pelvic thrusting than there was moves in this match. Yes, Keith Lee came. Also, he did not get an entrance. We got Keith Lee, and then this man was already in the the ring. So, um, of course, he dies. I'm so sorry, sir. Um, Better luck next time. That's what I got. It's heartbreaking to watch Zicky dice like this. You were really just in a program on impact. Loser leaves town. Mm. Johnny Swinger beat you up, and now you're taking the, the power bomb to hell. You ruined his life, Johnny Swinger. Oh, my God. I I was heartbroken when I saw that his opponent was Zicky Dice because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I didn't come here to see a murder. <laughs> Well, I'm just happy to see Keith Lee perform in any kind of capacity. Like, um, again, he's one of these dudes. He He's on the Miro All-Star team of, like, can we get this man something to do? Uh-huh. Like, it, it, I, I think uh, the, the, the swerve one-on-one match has flown the coop. Like, it, it's jumped the shark at this point. It's it, just forget it and move on. Let's find this man something else to do. He's too damn good. He's just too Agreed. damn good. Speaking of being too damn good at what they do, another highlight tonight was Samoa Joe. Anytime he comes down and he gets on the microphone, the man just just absolutely delivers. Uh, Talking about how it was his idea to be on commentary for our big eight-man all-star main event that got a lot of time tonight. I believe what, it was about a half hour, including entrances tonight. Said it was his his idea to be on commentary because... The people of AEW think so little of him that they told him, do not touch Mr. CM Punk tonight during this match, or you risk losing your match with him at all in. So he said, you know what? Instead of sitting back backstage, just chilling away from TV time and all that, I'm going to sit out here at the desk, bring my expertise, commentary and analysis to the table, which it's so great to hear him on that because. He ain't lying. He is good there, too. The man's just good everywhere, for crying out loud. Um, he's like, I'm, and I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to watch this match. Because I am not going to screw up what I got. Well, I already got what I want. And I want CM Punk in Wembley Stadium all in to give him the beating he deserves, Iridian. To give him the beating he deserves. And the line of the, the promo for me is, I'm going to remain professional, even though that man dressed in a golden diaper and stuck me last week. I'm going to remain professional god dang Samoa Joe is just so good at what he does what an icon honestly I think I like Samoa Joe on commentary better than I did the match that might be a crazy thing for me to say but no, I, also, I also felt that this wrong. match I agree with you this match felt like the extended version we did not need it it was a little too long we could have shortened it up and we still got shenanigans afterwards so I'm like okay now we're picking it up. I was more yeah. excited for Samoa Joe on commentary and for what happened after the match. I felt like I was struggling to pay attention. And we had Jay White in there. We had CM Punk in there. You got Darby. You got Sting. You know, all these, like, high-key players. And I'm just like, mm, okay, we can move it along. Um, but, man, it's Samoa not- Joe, so good. Samoa Joe made this worth watching, Cresta, uh, yeah. because this match was just one giant setup. For the go-home angle, which was, here's three different stories, and they're all brawling separately across the arena. My God, here we go. Gang wars, all in tomorrow. Be there. That's pretty much what it was. Uh, like, again, yeah, it didn't need to be a half hour. But 
hey, we got to see CM Punk wrestle. We got to see Sting wrestle. Jay White was in there. It was a, it was a hodgepodge. And for some reason, Brian Cage was there as well in the all-star matchup. And yeah, you knew he was going to get choked out. I loved the ending. Yeah. Not that he'd get choked out, but you knew the second that this lineup got set, Brian Cage was taking the pinfall. You knew yes. it was happening. You knew that was the ending. I love CM Punk, though, giving him the go to sleep and then looking over at Samoa Joe and locking him in the uh, Coquina clutch. He taps out and Joe is so pissed. He doesn't even break eye contact with CM Punk, Cresta. He just says, gentlemen, I believe this match is now over, correct? And hops his happy ass in the ring. They start fighting. Jack Perry comes down. They start fighting. I actually did like the go home angle, mm -hmm. but like to use the match to set up a go home brawl with like 90 different people. I, uh, all right. Well, it was, it felt like a house show match is what it felt like. I mean, who's mad at a little house show, a little razzle dazzle. I'm going to tell you everything that I liked. I like that Samoa Joe could sell salt to a slug. He <laughs> reminds me if this was a different time that he would live down by the bayou and could sell you anything. Come here and get this snake oil. He is so good. He's phenomenal. He could be a preacher. He could grift me and I wouldn't complain because I believed it. I believed it. Whose fault is that? Mine. I also like that they came down with the the switchblade cardboard cutout. That again, the last week me and Iridian said this. Y'all need to sell that as merch. You are playing. That's free money. That is free money. Um, and I also like the ending when CM Punk did the GTS, followed by the the Cochina clutch looking at Joe. I do agree with Iridian that this was the extended cut. <laughs> again, we could have got less. We could have got a uh, um. Oh my God, the arsonist. What's her name? Sky Blue. We could have got Sky Blue. <laughs> I, listen, I blame Hey EW. That's not my fault. Okay? <laughs> so it's like, I, I think you could have had something else or so you could just have the go home angle. We didn't have to do all this pop and circumstance, but at the same time, I'm glad I got some over Joe on commentary. Um, I love Brian Cage, but he didn't he just go like to the finals of a ROH tag tournament? Please don't do miss one senior Brian Cage like that. You don't do Christian Cage like that. And I'm sure they're related somehow. I'm making that up, but please don't do homeboy like that. I want more. He's got a great look. Brian Cage looks so good. Why he's not in your heavyweight scene, why y'all do him the way y'all do, I'll never know. I'll never know. Yeah, the cages gotta stick together. Brian what? Cage versus Ethan Page versus Adam Page in a steel cage on Rampage. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Why couldn't we get like Nyla Rose versus Taya Valkyrie tonight? Like, just give us something fun that we haven't seen before. Uh -huh. You know, just just start with something, right? And then see if maybe something progresses from there. Maybe they're really good in the ring with one another, and you know, you could start some kind of a story there. I mean, they're. There are some of these women that I can't remember if they're injured because I haven't seen them in so long uh, on, on on television. You know, like this was filmed on Wednesday. I know Soraya went out early because she was doing all the media in the UK. But, you know, we we didn't get anything with, with Brit or Hikurashida on this show. Uh, Ruby was, like I said, the really the only um, representative of the outcasts, even though two of them. I mean. I don't know. I feel, I feel like you could have taped something, some kind of angle, or taped a match involving them. Even If you want to do a squash match tonight, instead of Keith Lee, why not have Kurashita squash somebody? Or like, even like you said, Nyla Rose. Like there, I don't even know who's on the roster for the women sometimes outside of like 10 people. And everyone else is like, are you injured? Or 
Hang on. One. Uh, there are 40 women on the roster, according to AllEliteWrestling.com. Thank you. Rick with the facts. <laughs> it feels like there's 10, 12, maybe. 40. Honestly, yeah, I was like, I couldn't even name the 40 on there. Mm-mm. Uh, Abaddon. Where is he? Where? Yeah. <laughs> Abaddon's first one. Bring uh, back Zombie. Uh, Anna J. Athena, Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Diamante. Uh, Emmy Sakura, uh, Harley Cameron, Hakira Shida, Jade Cargill, Jamie. Wait, Hader. is Harley Cameron in ring competitor? Uh, she's two and zero oh in be. singles competition. She can be. Uh, I like the attitude. <laughs> career two and one. Career two and one. Julia Hart, Kira Hogan, Chris Statlander, Layla Gray, uh, Layla Hirsch, Madison Rain, uh, Marina Shafir, Mercedes Martinez, Nyla Rose, Paige Van Zant still listed. Uh, she is a one and zero oh in uh, her career. Penelope Ford, Rebel. Uh, Red Velvet, Riho, Ruby Soho, Soraya, Serena Deeb, uh, Sky Blue, Ty Mello. Obviously, she's on uh, uh, maternity leave. Taya Valkyrie, The Bunny, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale, and uh, Yuka Sakazaki. That is your AEW women's division. All 40 of them. Interesting. I'm, I'm going to need to talk to somebody. I need, I don't know who I have to talk to, but there, I need, to, I, I want to talk. I just, I just want to talk. I, I don't, I listen, I want to talk. <laughs> I just want to talk. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I may have miscounted one. He said, let me do my, my read. That's still a lot. Right, 35. It's 35. Sorry. I did a That's quick. That's still too of- many. <laughs> yeah, it's 35. Yeah. My bad. Mm-mm. My bad on that. I did, I did the whole quick count the columns and multiply and. Accidentally counted eight instead of seven. And we're getting four on a pay-per-view tomorrow. <laughs> Only four. And Soraya honestly makes sense. That's your hometown. Give sure. it for the UK crowd. I'll even give you Tony Storm, even though she Australia. I'll give you that. But I'm, I'm saying, like, come on now. Athena didn't want to take a trip. What about Taya Valkyrie? Would they, like, Serena Deeb couldn't take a trip? I think she's injured. But still, I love Serena Deeb. And I'm upset that she's not in Blackpool Combat Club. That's my, that's my two cents, too. That's 11% of your women's roster on your biggest show ever. Mm. I'm glad you did the math because uh, I'll, I'll do I'll do math all night. Like, let's go. Like, I I could I could bend the numbers. You know, you got 99 wrestlers, but only one women's match. Like, yikes! <laughs> now, how much you want to bet that's also like the shortest match on the show tomorrow? Mm. I don't want to think about that. I don't. I'm going to be asleep when this is going on, and when I wake up, I have to watch Emergence, so I'm going to be treated to other women's matches. So. Mm. Uh, we do got a super chat here. Uh, T Dom saying that was a great main event, but whatever, y'all are awesome. Appreciate it. Hey, we can have differing opinions. Look, I not, it wasn't a bad main event. Like, don't get us wrong, it wasn't a bad main event. And I think Samoa Joe even made it a good main event by being on commentary. It was just, it was definitely a a go home main event. You know, it's not a knock on AEW. WWE does them all the time too. So you know, it's it, true. It, and it we're not all. We're not always going to agree on things, on matches, on maybe certain shows, but we thank you for sticking with us either way. We absolutely appreciate you. I'm honestly stunned. We've made it uh, 61 minutes, which is about 41 minutes longer than I thought we were going to go tonight. Iridian, uh, what you got going on this week? Where can people find you? You can head over to my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook. It's Iridian underscore Fiero. I will unfortunately not be here next week because I have all out uh coverage that i gotta get doing so really excited about that so i will be doing that um but every saturday you can also find me here post show collision for fightful with these two beautiful people with cresta and with rick 
Cresto. I was gonna say who was the other beautiful person, but you actually meant me. Okay. <laughs> Cresto, where can our followers find you? Ah. Oh, I pressed the wrong button. You can find me at Fightful. That's where you can find me. <laughs> I'm on Fightful every Thursday and every Saturday. Thursday, I cover the post-impact show with Joe Pearl. And every Saturday, I'm here with Rick and Cheetah and your rest friend, Iridian. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, you can find me on TikTok or Twitch. Sorry about that. At TikTok or Twitch at uh, Cresta Star. And on Thursdays, following the post-impact show, we do a wrestler's run of Baldur's Gate 3 where myself playing Joe Hendry and my three other friends is Randy Orton, Jay Juicy Uso, <laughs> and Big E, who's a halfling, run around and terrorize Baldur's Gate. I would love to have you there. Rick and Cheeto, where can they find you? Because my brain is turning off. <laughs> Uh, one-stop shop on the Twitter machine here at Rick Uchino. You see how it's spelled right there. Um, as far as next week, by the way, uh, not sure when this show is going to fall on the air because we also have payback next week at the same time. And that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh Saturday. And then my happy ass is driving from Pittsburgh to Chicago for Ooh. out. So, so I'm by myself again. Ridiculous. I'll see you guys with Rob. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have a post show because speaking of it, that, it may have not... to be like it may have to be another one of those Sunday afternoon specials, mm -hmm. which if that's the case, just shoot me the link. And while I'm driving seven hours to Chicago, I will happily just audio version only just be like, hey, tell me what happened on collision and I will give you my oh, honest man. opinion on it. Like, that's where I'm at. So uh going to be a crazy weekend for me next week, for sure. Uh, as of right now, though, I have an interview up on my YouTube channel, which is the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, spelled B-L-E-A-V. I talked to the remarkable Renee Paquette uh this past week about her new cincinnati bengals podcast all oh, the renewed this is her second season uh but everything on all in from soraya and her journey there to uh working with mjf and his maturation uh we talked about food kinks like we went everywhere with this bad boy uh so it is up on the believe in pro wrestling uh youtube channel right now against spelled b-l-e-a-v uh, and uh, myself and SP3, we will be um, back on the air on Tuesday. We were going to do an all-in uh, prediction show, but after uh, uh, good buddy Bray this week, I just I didn't feel like doing a whole lot of um, talking. So you know, we'll talk about Bray a lot this coming Tuesday. I'm also going to have an article that's coming out uh, on uh, Cage Side Seats uh, about Bray, who is somebody who had a profound uh, influence on my media wrestling media career. I, I know another Bray Wyatt piece is just something that everybody's clamoring for, but I've kind of been taking my time to kind of find the words and the angle that I want to take on it. So I'll be dropping that sometime next week on Cage Side Seats. Again, one stop shop, Twitter at uh, Ricky Chino. It's all there. But if you guys could subscribe to the YouTube channel, I would really, really appreciate that. Uh, other than that, uh, give this video a thumbs up. Follow all of us on Twitter, and we'll let you know when and where the Collision Show next week is going to be. These pay-per-view weekends, it can be nuts, especially when there's two yeah. of them going at the same time, and especially when it's our, our third one in a week. Uh, so it's absolutely crazy. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll let you know uh, once we converse with Sean, once he's uh, back stateside. So uh, we'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the Fightful YouTube channel. Give this video a thumbs up, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Wait, hold on before you leave. We have a humper chat. I do have one more super chat. I saw Drew hit me up uh, on my phone. I saw it light up. I saw it light up. We got a humper chat. We got a humper chat. Um, 
It's from uh, our good buddy Bizarro Big L. He says, "Good evening, all in is my therapy this week. Anytime I can watch wrestling, uh, like my family watches football, uh, it, it's gonna rock. And if the women's division wants a new revolution, a certain writer slash champ's wife is free from her WOW contract." AJ Mendez, look if look okay. If AJ Mendez shows up in AEW, I will flip my shit. Okay, like that—that's where I'm at right now. Like I, that is like the one person that I miss so much, so badly. Like if she's able, because the line has always been her back has been messed up, her neck has been messed up. She can't come back, right? Like we've heard that before. We heard it with Edge. We heard it with Soraya. We heard it with Christian. They were done, right? They were done. They weren't going to come back. So um, she looked great uh, in uh, in heels. I don't know if that episode has aired yet, but uh, when I watched it on the preview, she looked great there. Uh, she's obviously in tremendous shape. If you follow her on Instagram, like <sighs> pipe dream, pipe dream for her to come back. But if you could, Iridian, if we could in 2023, if we could do AJ Mendez and Soraya again, reunite the rivalry, or at least have maybe even have them team up like in some just seriously, like, come on, like at some point in 2023, we could have an edge and Christian reunion and an AJ Mendez and a Soraya reunion. Like, is that what's going to be happening here soon? Like Jesus, like shove it in my veins, please. I need it. I need it. <laughs> the possibilities are really endless and really interesting choice that you set a pipe dream, uh, pipe bomb. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I'm not intended on that one. That was. I wish I could take credit for that. I wish I was that creative. But regardless, we shall see. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. AJ Mendez would be a, um, mm, even if it was just a one-off, it would be such a spark for that. Manager, manager position. I mean, yeah, we're giving out the cards. Mm. Yeah, just have just have Ricky toss it to her and then she can be CM Punk's manager or something like that. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's a role. There's roles to be had. Or even if you just want to put her in charge of creative, I think that would be great too. Something. Just a thought. Something. Just a thought. Yeah. Just a All right. We will let you guys know when and where we'll be back next. Again, social media. We'll 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 put it out there. Uh same thing on threads, by the way. Now that they have a desktop app, I'm back, baby. I'm back on threads. We're good to go. Let's rock and roll. Same thing at Rick Uccino. Uh enjoy the rest of your weekend, guys. Thank you guys so much for staying with us here on the Fightful YouTube channel. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy all in. I know we got a lot of coverage right here. Fightful, this is the place to be all weekend long uh for your AEW all in coverage. Have a great weekend, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.